to the Endor Report, a family Star Wars podcast. With your Captain Tad, sometimes I even amaze myself. His first mate, Janelle, I am not a committee. And his crew of scoundrels, Jack. You don't have to do this to impress me. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. and anyone else we decide to pick up along our way to the Outer Rim. Now it's time for the show. So this is our first show of the Endor Report, and I've got with me my first mate, Janelle. Hello. So the reason we wanted to do a podcast is because we've been arguing nonstop about Star Wars now for about 14 years and have finally decided that, hey, we're going to start recording some of this so we can go back and we can use this to argue with against each other about what we've been arguing about for 14 years. Good. That's And we've covered why. Now we can move on, right? Yes, we can. <laughs> we've also got Molly as Joke Yoda on, uh, on the show for our first inaugural episode. Yes. I can do a funny joke. <laughs> Is that what I was supposed to say? I figured you'd want to say something and add something so it's not just the sound of my voice talking okay. the whole time. Okay, uh, we've been married for 14 years, um, and we have a lot to say about Star Wars. We talk on the phone on the way to work about all of these topics every day for about 30 or 40 minutes, so we wouldn't wanted to share with everyone else. They could hear all, all of our ram- ramblings and rants and predictions and thoughts because... I don't know, for years now, we've been fan theory predicting, and it's been kind of fun to see which things come to fruition. Yeah, we've we've like been reading lots of the comics. We've played pretty much every single video game and watched every TV series together. And one thing that we really love is having those conversations about what if or what's going to happen or how did this come about and then learning. And I and do think it. we enjoy listening other theories and thoughts from the podcasting and YouTube community. So that kind of sparks a lot of our conversations. Definitely. So, and right now is the perfect time to be a Star Wars fan. Right now you have the Rise of Skywalker in theaters just opened last Thursday. You have The Mandalorian with the last episode coming up that's been a huge hit on Disney+. Plus. Plus the video games we've been playing and new content coming out with all the movies. Uh, Janelle, are you feeling any Star Wars fatigue? No, I don't think so. I think there is enough variety um, and enough questions being asked in some of the things happening right now that you can create hundreds of stories. Um, we're kind of you know pushing through different genres where you can have 10 different stories from one line of something that was said in The Rise of Skywalker. And it is still within the same universe, but it gives you completely fresh content. You can have fresh, like, people, um, you know, new storylines and ideas and characters. Uh, I, I definitely agree. Like, there's, like, the amount of new stuff coming in, I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like last year where people were saying there was Star Wars fatigue coming off Last Jedi into Solo. People are tired of Star Wars. We have more Star Wars now and I just want more. That's why we're even doing this podcast is to have more chances and to have this conversation about Star Wars and to do more research. Maybe the, uh, I don't know, the buzzword of Star Wars fatigue was mislabeled and what everyone was feeling was um, unsure of the direction the franchise in general was going. 
Um, the Last Jedi kind of threw everyone for a loop, and then Han Solo had its own challenges with the fan base, but they kind of have defined that direction and tied everything back together. Uh, I okay, yeah, we we agree on that for the just the amount of people that were just kind of, uh, I guess, adverted expectations with the Last Jedi and didn't know what they saw. So a lot of them didn't show up to uh, see Solo. Plus, I feel Solo got a bam, a bum rap on being put right in between uh, Deadpool 2 and Avengers Infinity War. Just really set that movie up to fail. Um, I don't think it failed, though. Still had a lot of uh, pretty good grossing turnout the and money. Still largest yeah. grossing movie, but because they had to basically reshoot the movie twice because Kathleen Kennedy fired the directors halfway through resulted in it costing a lot of money so they needed to make a lot of money in order to get that one back so do you think that other fans watch that movie as often as we do um maybe they didn't see it in the theaters when it first came out maybe they felt star wars fatigue when it came out after the last jedi and they didn't know but now that it's kind of had some time do you think it has um, better reactions now that it's on like disney plus and you have access to watching it so I've heard from people that like the f- I think the fans loved it. I've never seen any one of the fans say they were kind of bored with it and stuff like that. They all kind of really like the movie in in general. Um, what I hear a lot of people who are just now discovering Solo because it's on Netflix saying, "Wow, this is actually a really good movie." I, I think people just stayed home because they thought that it hey, they saw the Last Jedi, they weren't impressed, and then they were like, ah, "I'm not going to waste my money. I'm going to go s- save it to go see Avengers: Infinity War." So do you think that, I don't know, I don't, is it still on Netflix or is it just on Disney Plus? Do you think just having it available to stream, uh, it's being rediscovered at all? I haven't I really looked into Disney it. Plus. I think you actually have to log on to Netflix. Netflix we haven't logged into Netflix for like a month, so. Well, we, we buy all the movies on Amazon Prime and then I set up Voodoo or something like that. So all of the movies pop up on all the platforms. Yeah. So no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I can always watch Star Wars. Um. I the thing I am most disappointed about with Han Solo is that it was set up so perfectly to have Darth Maul and a, a sequel to the Han Solo uh, story. There's hundreds of stories you can do with Han and Chewie, and I don't know. I want to know what's what is going to happen with him and Kira, and bringing Darth Maul from the cartoons into the movies was very very exciting, and I'm hoping with Disney Plus that they either continue that in a series or a shorter movie or something. I would definitely rather see the solo put into Disney Plus. What they're doing with the Mandalorian right now is just so cool with what even like the big name actors, the special effects, the scenery, the sets and like the stories being told. I would much rather see nine hours of solo than just a two and a half i feel like the movies right now they're trying to cram so much into them because they're competing with all of these tv series online where you have eight ten hours for an entire season to tell one story mixed in with a bunch of little side stories well one thing with the rise of skywalker is it was 
I don't know, tasked with wrapping up a series as big or, you know, potentially even bigger if you look at the span of the years than Marvel did with Endgame. So they had 10 years of movies. They had a lot more movies, but we had um, 40 plus years to tie up and wrap up in one film. They did it under three hours. So Endgame, like, I feel like the pace was able to be a little bit slower because you had a whole extra hour. Um yeah, but if Star Wars starting to do that now is in a different like competition, because when Iron Man 1 came out, we were still getting uh, Netflix through the mail. And I believe we had a two-disc subscription where they'd mail us two DVDs to watch, <laughs> and then we could send one back. But you usually lost so one you, of those DVDs. I did. We, yes, I did. We had to pay a lot of bills over the years of... That and Breadbox was never a good match for me either. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> like, renting online so it automatically goes back is the best way. But like I nowadays, that's with, why I'm scared to use the toll booth lane in North Carolina that mails you your fees because if it came in the mail, there's no way I would ever pay it and I'd be out of a driver's license. <laughs> yeah, that, that that wouldn't be an issue. Um, um, so you asked me if I felt Star Wars fatigue, but what about you? Have you, Did you feel Star Wars fatigue in the middle of all of it over the last, I guess people started saying that about two two years ago? No, I, like, I, I think I've been more and more like watching Star Wars, listening to podcasts about Star Wars, um, more conversations. We've bought more board games and more video games, uh, more, I think I'm up to like, almost an entire wardrobe of Star Wars clothing now. So there's no Star Wars fatigue here in the Caudill house, I don't believe. Okay. So well. what? What so far, like we have so much stuff out there right now. What is your favorite thing that you love watching or reading or playing? <laughs> favorite? Um, I mean, I was nervous for the rise of Skywalker to come out like I was so nervous I didn't know how you could tie up this series and this saga and that I've been watching since I was very very little um so I think I was mostly nervous coming out for that so I don't know if, like I when that comes out on video and then I'm sure over the next weekend or so with family coming in we're going to be going back to the theater and seeing it three oh, I'd I be fine wait. I'd be fine seeing it three four more times in the theater um that's definitely going to be one though that once we get it in our house like we will be having it over and over and over and one of the things I love most even about the original movies is you can find something different to notice or think about like every time you see it. This movie was packed full of so much information that once I get it home and I can really watch it over and over, I'm going to find so many more references or so many more things I enjoy or another joke or another glance or another like effect that I didn't notice before. Um, but right now I am really anticipating the finale of Mandalorian and I'm also going to then be really anticipating the premiere of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. Um, so that's what you're, you're looking forward to the most. Yes. Is that Kenobi series. Yeah. Hello there. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, can't, I can't wait. Hopefully they go off the book. And you do need to book. You need to go back when you edit this and uh, asterisk for spoilers. Because we have not edited for any spoilers of the movie. So beware now. Whoops, Have if you it's said too late. Like, yes, of the movie? I'm sure. 
You said a spoiler for Solo. If you didn't realize that uh, Darth Maul was in Solo. Okay. Uh, but I, I'd say like that movie's almost been a year out. Okay. So. Okay. Well, it's your own fault Over then. Over a year. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put a spoiler warning on that one. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, if, if we do talk about something that's a spoiler, we apologize. We don't want to ruin any content for anyone. Well, it's a little late to we're, apologize. We're there in line at 7 p.m. on Thursday to see to Solo. Put that, to put see that at the beginning. So... Yeah. Um, so I'd say my favorite part right now. What favorite part? You mean of all of Star Wars? Of all Star Wars. Because like you, this massive library to choose from where you have Rise of Skywalker out. You have video games. You have The Mandalorian. Well, you went back and you played the old video game and surprisingly loved it more even than Battlefront. Um just, oh, the, the went back and played Kodor with uh, the Knights of the Old Republic, the first one. Yeah, well, that's because of the gal- Galaxy of Heroes that you play and getting Darth Revan and then wanting to play the game. Yeah, so I mean, like, there, literally there's not a day that goes by that I don't do something Star Wars or play something Star Wars. Are you hoping that Disney Plus, or do you think Disney Plus will bring anything from the video game realm in? Because I have seen, you know, I'm starting to, to feel like maybe they will start pulling in from other genres in, in either the movies or the series. Like, would they bring Darth Revan into a series? So that was one thing that people were saying, that they made Knights of the Old Republic as canon in this last latest uh, Rise of Skywalker in the movie because you actually see a statue. Oh, see? You said spoilers. See, now you're... Yeah. Well, Here you we see, go. You see a statue <laughs> of Darth Revan in that uh, the, in the castle. The castle and the scenery of that movie was incredible. That's a whole other episode on its own. So yeah, we put can, a pin I, I in that. We'll, we'll definitely do a... Hey, our feelings and thoughts on the rise of Skywalker. That would be a great, uh, probably second episode since it's fresh and new, and we can get that yeah. out there. Uh, but I, I, so my favorite part of everything that we have going on right now is definitely I, I'd have to go with the Mandalorian. I have loved every single episode. I've been waking up at four o'clock in the morning with no alarm. I mean, sometimes we're up 30 minutes before it drops, just refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. <laughs> yes, because we live in South Carolina, so sometimes the internet connection isn't the best. Um, well, so. that's because our house is a treehouse. Yes, our house is a treehouse, so that's the reason why we, we picked Endor Report for the name of our podcast, because it's literally like we live in the trees on Endor. Um, we're going to have a so. fire tonight. Yeah, I I definitely say Mandalorian is my by far the my favorite thing going right now. Love all the episodes. My favorite is still the second one where he fights the Mudhorn and shoots the Jawas. I was laughing, uh, but that third one was really good too. So for a thirty minute, okay, so we have been uh, at least you know the TV shows that we watch have been spoiled with our our 15 minute long saga you know tv shows game of thrones like like all of these shows that you anticipate and wait for and taking that level of um action and plot development and fitting it into 30 minutes is pretty incredible um i don't feel like the episodes were are rushed and i don't feel like they needed to be longer i think it's like a perfect mix of i don't know taking a comic book format and putting it on film. Oh, I mean, and 
now going back, I love that it takes a week for them to come out because then I get to rewatch the same episode over and over. You know me, I've never been a really big fan of binge watching and sitting there for no, four or five you hours haven't. and watching the, watching so the same story over and over and over and over. It's definitely good, though. I think, you know, the thing with binge watching is almost like the same as like when I would when I was yeah, in high school and the Harry Potter books came out, they would come out and I would read the entire book in... Um, I don't know, like three or four hours. And, but you're reading so fast that you miss parts and then you have to go back in and like reread it. And then someone says something that happens, but I read it so fast I didn't notice it. Um, that's kind of what happens with binge watching. So if we had watched all six episodes in one sitting, I don't think we would know as much about what is happening in the storyline as if, you know, I don't know, we had a 30 minute episode that we, because we've loved it so much, have watched it every single day now, for 30 I, minutes. I did binge watch The Mandalorian last week, or one of these days last week, since you've been working, I've been home. I, I mean, a bunch for of the first viewings, work. that's not really binge watching when you've already seen it. But well, I, I mean, it is binge watching, one, I guess. One, two, three, four, I watched all seven episodes just sitting down. Like, so how does, okay, house. how did that go? Did it feel Loved like a it. movie or did it, does it tie together? Because like, I haven't had a chance to really watch all seven together. It, okay, I'd say like when you're watching it week to week, it felt like, hey, this is just a filler episode and hey, now he's going on this side quest and there's not much going on. But when you watch them back to back to back, it really feels like, hey, he's really trying to get away. He's trying to escape and all of this bad stuff keeps happening that then eventually the last, the seventh episode really makes a lot of sense where he's like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to kill the Imperial, kill the imp and we're going to get everything back on track. So I really liked it in the, in that format too. So do you think you would have enjoyed it as much as making us wait? Because I think one of the things that I loved and hated uh, about the last, what seven years of game of thrones is that we had to wait and then it was awful when we had to wait two years but like you still you think about it and you get excited it gives me a chance to make things to do like art to like go buy th i mean i bought everything i could in that time period and the same thing with mandalorian right now so i have to wait for a week um and i don't know in the last seven episodes i have now knitted a baby yoda hat and scarf i have like drawn things um it, it has me like I don't know. It may, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's like, I hate waiting. I'm terrible at it. But um, I don't know. It's also fun to have had the last eight weeks to, to watch. It's almost like Christmas morning every uh, every, there you go. <laughs> every 3 a.m. Every Friday at 3 a.m. Um, I've been walking into work and people are like, did you wake up at 3? I'm like, yes, of course. I have been up since 3 a.m. Watched oh, day, this episode day, twice. I, okay, I play it for, uh, I'm a sales manager on my for my day job. I've got my entire team watching it. And they're like, so how many times have you watched it this morning? It's like, well, I'm only on number three. So everyone, I'm ordering pizza and then we're going to watch it. Do you it have at, uh, a favorite line? Okay. Can you rank your top three lines? Okay. Because like, we have so many quotes we say all day. But what are your top three lines from me? Because they're the I delivery of the lines. The okay. This is the way. I have spoken. Okay. What would you have for your number? I think you lines? quote when he's like, goes and gets turns the best car in and then goes to the bar and he's like how many people had yeah how many how many how many people had fobs 
Shit, all of them. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I definitely have heard you say that quite a bit. <laughs> I, say, I say that one quite a bit. I say, I, I haven't evacuated since the solstice. Okay. That That's is, another great that line. That is a terrible line. That's awful. That's so I gross. I see my family before life day. I wonder, like, where, you know, I'm curious about some of the people that he was capturing, like, I mean, there's not enough time in 30 minutes and it's like, even if you're reading a comic book, like there are little characters like that, that are just on one page of the book and then you never get to see them again. But oh yeah, because there was, there was a Rodian and then there was a chick yeah. that was frozen in carbonite right? that like, he was going to drop Who are off. they? Where did they go? Like we saw them get turned in because they were floating away in the carbonite. But like the, the actor that played, you know, the alien in the first episode and that first, and he was in the previews, like it was, he was had a lot of, you know, press around him or he actually did a really good job for his like what five minutes on camera yeah and I, like when it first came out everyone complained about him that he most of the time in star wars when you see a character they're not if they don't look like a human they don't sound like a human but uh like i actually thought it was really funny i thought it was awesome throwbacks to a bunch of the holiday specials considering he was using well the like gun. at first it was a little bit awkward watching him like i didn't quite know where he was going but like within the first few minutes he became a very enjoyable character in the star wars universe yes and it was really uh, the boba fett comic the one that they just released not too long ago was showed Boba Fett goes out, gets a bounty, and helps these town people. But then once he gets back into town, one of the people who was in the town is now has a bounty out for him. So he just turns around and arrests that guy who was trying to thank him for saving their village. Okay, so, so speaking of Boba Fett, so that cameo a couple episodes back with, you know, the heel spurs and the cape... Um, do you think it was Boba Fett? And do you think we're going to get to see Boba Fett? Or do you think it was, um, you know, the Grand or the Moff Gideon that we saw that little preview? I don't think it was Moff Gideon just based on the sound. You don't hear the chimes. You don't hear his uh, spurs jingling when I he didn't walks go, out there. You know what I didn't do? I didn't go back and try to listen to the music they played at that end of the cameo. Did you, was it ominous? Was it just not? noticeable i mean no i think it was the same kind of like western kind of like whistle kind of thing so do you so you think it was boba fett not moff gideon okay so i i've read the aftermath books there is a character on tatooine that eventually buys mandalorian armor from a jawa and he turns out to be the like the sheriff of mos eisley and that's who like is walking around with the Boba Fett armor in the aftermath. So book. in the aftermath books, is Boba Fett dead still? They don't. They don't mention him. They're just hinting that he's. Dead I have loved have the fan art armor. that has come out since that episode of Boba Fett crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. Like I've seen so many like. Oh, that's been in Star Wars for. I know, years. but that's like it's like research. As soon as they did that, since that said, oh, episode out. came out, that has been full in my Instagram feed. Was has been that artwork, and like I don't know, it's just exciting. Like I don't. They've brought everyone else back. Like why can't we bring Boba so, okay, Fett so back? That, that was the question right here I have in front of me. What do you think is going to happen in episode eight of The Mandalorian? Well, I, unfortunately, I do not think that we are going to get Baby Yoda back in Mando's custody, I guess, for lack of a better word. He's basically adopted Baby Daddy. Um, so I don't think we're going to get... I think it's going to start a back and forth or a journey for the next season of finding Baby Yoda. Um 
there's got to be some twist coming. And I, I don't know what the twist is. And I'm not convinced that IG-11 is the one that killed him. Maybe IG-11 is going to, he's he's going to have to partner and team up. And part of it is going to be that's Mando evil, working. That's an evil droid. I wouldn't trust that droid. Mando's going to have to work through that. Maybe that he's going to have to trust a droid to get his baby back. Uh, I, I, so if you watch that episode, all of the ominous music that's playing. I know. I, I agree with you there. Like I heard that. But what if part of it is going to be, you know, a character dynamic where Mando's going to have to work through that. And then we're going to really grow to love IG-11. And then he's going to murder all of the Empire to save Baby Yoda. So, like, you, we talked before, I, we, there was always the talk of that Boba Fett was going to be the person that returns back into um, actually be a part of the story and be the one who comes to fight Mando at the end because the description of the episode has always said Mando faces in a familiar foe, a surprise some familiar foe. Well, how is Boba Fett familiar to Mando? Because it wouldn't be familiar to Mando, but it would be familiar to fans if all of a sudden, holy shit, that's Boba Fett. So why wouldn't it be IG Eleven? Because it is little... going to be IG Eleven. That's that's what I think is going to happen in Episode Eight. Is you're going to have a showdown between the Mandalorian and IG Eleven, where Mando eventually kills IG Eleven. We'll probably have a flashback thrown in there of him and the Mandos fighting droids when they saved him as a child. But then I actually think that they'll end it with him getting Baby Yoda back. So what would season two that they've already filmed kind of be setting up to do? So season two is going to probably be more of him trying to get like away from anything to do with the new empire or the first order and could start building on a little bit of the first order rebuild. I also think that I definitely, definitely want them to have Mando dropping baby Yoda off with Mark Hamill. On oh my gosh, that would be amazing Jedi that I don't think that's going to happen. I would jump up and down cheering if he dropped baby Yoda off for Mark Hamill's Jedi Temple. And then we had a Disney Plus series revealed of Mark Hamill doing some youngling trainings and all of that. Think of how funny that and adorable and amazing that show would be. It would just like be a, like... <laughs> you could have like a five or six-year-old Ben Solo like answer the <laughs> door there and be like, hi, my name's Ben. Right? So I that would be amazing. I don't know that that's going to happen, though. Um, I... I remember some interviews before the episodes even came out saying that we're going to start getting into some of the foundations being laid for the First Order. And that leads me to the question of what do you think they are using Baby Yoda for? What were they extracting? What are they trying to do? And where are they taking, you know, I guess it'd be his midichlorians or his force sensitivity or his cloning information. Well, I mean, they're always, well, we now know that they're really interested in regeneration technology. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, I'm you, sure that was You need a, to put a spoiler warning on that this. Was a, gonna that have was to. a big, uh, a big factor on that one. But I would also say that the First Order and the Empire were always just interested in weapons. So anything that can help but control. What about the line from Moff Gideon saying, he means more to me than you will ever know. So are we going to... Are we going to do something kind of, you know, where 
Moff Gideon, and because he's such a talented actor too, he could probably pull it off. What if he needed Baby Yoda's powers or mid midichlorians or abilities to like, I don't know, heal his kid or something or heal his family or Do you think Moff Gideon is gonna survive the next episode? I love the the actor and like it's hard for me to say his name because it's it's like I think it's an Italian first name. You you can look it up and try to pronounce it. I butcher it every time I say. But like I love watching him. Um, he he played the type of villain that in like Director Krennic, like that type of villain where I am almost rooting for the villain because they're so enjoyable to watch that. I kind of hope he does survive. Like, I don't want Mando to fail and I don't want to lose baby Yoda, but like, I love watching him. Oh, see, you're looking up the name. It's a little tricky. It was that Giancarlo Esposito? Yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, I think is how you G- pronounce yeah. his name. So I just, I love watching him. Like, and even the one line he had in the last episode, he's enjoyable to watch. So it's, it's, challenging for me I'm just, I'm just thinking of the trailer of the mandalorian like shooting out the cable and riding up to the, so why was he it like he was in, in like all the interviews like they really built it up maybe because people like like him and like watching him but like if he's only going to be in one episode and then die like people pe- people will be pissed about that yeah I think that, that'll actually get some people a little upset if uh he's dead after one episode i would want i definitely want to see him in more it'd be cool if he was the big bad in the in the whole second season and if he gets away, are we leading up to anything you think to bring in, you know, Thrawn ever like in any of these series? Or do you think he needs his own series? Is maybe Moff Gideon reports to Grand Moff I, I th- I think Thrawn? I brought up an entire another like 15, 20 minute okay. conversation if they're going to bring Thrawn into this, because now we're going to start talking about rebels. OK, well, he's pretty high up if he's rebels. a Thrawn, if he's a Moff, like he's not a Grand Moff, but like his title is Moff Gideon. So like he's a big deal. He's not, you know, he's like, you know, Moff Tarkin, like he's up there. He's got some ships. And Disney's definitely invested in Thrawn since they've just put out a three another three books in the Thrawn series, so they're probably trying to build. Does Jack that. know that? Oh, Jack knows that. Has he read them already? No, we're gonna no, have to download I, them I, on my paper white Kindle. So I I was always a big fan of Audible. I had just about every single Star Wars book on Audible, but now I actually had to take a break from Audible because I actually downloaded every single Game of Thrones book, and it took so long that I was just building up credits, and I haven't renewed it in a while. So did you use all the download credits? Yeah, I used all the oh, credits. Like okay. Eventually, I got all the books and stuff. And well, like, okay. Well, now we have another side project. Not that we needed one, but... I got, I got to stay informed for uh, new listeners and stuff to keep them up to date with uh, new books and stuff to check out. Well, and you will be, this is a good time probably to mention, you know, that in the future you're going to be doing like a, a weekly quick news recap. Is that what you had mentioned? Yeah. So I, I really want to do a format where we give you a, a little bit of news on just some quick hitters for the week and stuff like that. We want to make this a weekly thing where we're sitting down, having these conversations and then talking about like future stuff, we have we do lots of arts and crafts with Star Wars and create and make a lot of stuff. Janelle does paintings and knitting and resin and all kinds of different art. I basically do drawing and get into a little bit of wood burning, which is a lot of fun. Um, but then also talking about how we use Star Wars in our everyday life in raising two kids who are really big Star Wars fans 
and how much do we quote Yoda every day? So we have a lot to talk about Star Wars, and we're going to be doing that conversation on a weekly basis, um, and I'm really excited about it. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for the first Endor report. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us, and uh, may the Force be with you. And also with you. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.